there's a lot of investment products or financial instruments available. I mean, the, the list is probably endless. Yeah. How does someone decide what's the best fit for them? What's that process look like? Yeah. Um, again, it, go, it goes back to making sure that it is that US specific proposition for me because um, sadly where, where people or US people have engaged and, and tried to get advice internationally, you know, if we look back over the last uh 12 years now since kind of that implementation of FATCA in 2010 and, and, and people starting to take notice of it up until kind of 2012 where foreign, foreign institutions really caught on to what was going on but you know you had before 2010 you had the entire world to talk to as a US person you know you had all the financial institutions globally if you're an expat working in the Middle East you know anybody would talk to anybody would provide you advice and anybody would take you on as a client post that 2010 um FATCA initiative then then that world shrank because those those offshore institutions didn't necessarily want to deal with you as a, as a person because you had that us connection and much of that planning then went back to the us but then since 2015 i'd say probably hsbc be one the first kind of then the pressure from the sec and the increased kyc and aml requirements for for banking in, and, and investment advice in the us that started to get harder so the, the world started to shrink so whilst the universe is huge it's becoming quite constricted i think it's probably one of the biggest reasons why certainly from our point of view the us expat market is is, is vastly underserved today and mm -hmm. um, but those that have had financial advice or those that are seeking financial advice and one thing is to be aware of is that it has to be that us specific proposition because taking advice from um, an individual who doesn't or a firm that doesn't and doesn't have access to the right solutions you know if you end up with a, a non-domiciled us solution so you know, let's take mutual funds for a second. If, if you're not familiar with what a mutual fund is, it's a, a collective investment vehicle based on maybe an indice or a sector or a geography. Let's take North America, for example, you could have money invested in a North American mutual fund and it would be virtually invested in kind of the S&P and the wider market. Um, but if that wasn't, if that fund house hadn't based its fund out of America and it had based itself out of, let's say, um, Luxembourg or Ireland, for example, two very popular jurisdictions for, for a non-us mutual funds those those are what we would call um passive foreign investment companies or pfix right and um as an american you don't want to end up with one of those um, and you, you'll be probably able to tell people more why you don't want to end up with one of those but ultimately they're just taxed punitively and um, so really it's the number one thing from my point of view as an expat it's the easiest it's probably the easiest thing to end up with and um, the worst thing as a result because you know it's just it's just not good from a tax planning point of view and a, and a and a financial planning point of view so that's really something to stay away from i think when trying to understand what you need to have in, in your life it's it's again sitting down and, and understanding um what what part to play that investment vehicle has so again i've seen sadly i've seen you know people try and seek advice um a financial planner or a financial advisor or an investment banking private bank whatever it may be whatever kind of scope we're engaging that person on try and do the right thing so you know maybe invest money through um us uh wrappers for example pension wrappers for example have been quite popular over the last decade or so um and that allows an, a us person not necessarily to end up with us domicile assets but they can end up with foreign or pfix but in a wrap scenario um which doesn't cause that tax problem but what it does is it puts that money in an environment that potentially there's limitations on access and consequences on drawdown so again just to kind of simplify that it's you know, if you've met somebody or you're talking to somebody who's encouraging you to invest in a in a wrapper or a structure that, that allows you to invest in this big huge universe of, of investments that, that are available to so many just understand what that wrapper is and what the consequences are of doing it you know so kind of the second point the first point is you know make sure it's us domicile but that's the first one we need to make sure that we've got the right thing in place 
Make sure that the structure of what you're investing in is suitable for you. So if it is an offshore wrapper, for example, does it meet your criteria for the future? It might be a US domicile structure. So, you know, for example, we have various different types of accounts in the US. We have um, just a general investment account or a brokerage account, right? That's just, you have the ability to put money in and take money out as and when you need to. Um, but then you have Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, 401ks, 529s, all, all these other structures. And um, I think it's important just to understand the structure that you're investing through and, and make sure that you know the limitations of that and, and what it can and can't do for you. And then kind of thirdly, the last one is, and this applies to all those structures across the board, is, um, and this is probably the most important one for me, is just understand the investment strategy. 